Today's passage that Brian read for us from Genesis is one that most of us have probably heard. And it's a passage that speaks of conflict between Cain and God. Because God had given this command for us to give our first, to trust God by giving him the first of our fruits. But Cain didn't trust God. Maybe he resented God a bit for even asking for that. But because Cain did not trust God enough, Cain grew his crops and he stored them and kept them for himself to make sure that he had enough before he could then consider God, before even considering giving an offering to God, Cain wanted to make sure that he had enough for himself. He was fine giving God his leftovers. And God rejected his offering because it wasn't his first. This is a hard passage. It was hard for me because it got me thinking how easy it is to be like Cain and to just settle for giving God our leftovers. This line that stuck out to me from the video and just stayed with me all week was, before we see the blessings of God, we give our first in faith. And to me, it's us saying that, it's almost like saying, in the midst of despair, God, you are hope. And I'm claiming you as hope. We give before we see the blessings of God, saying, God, you are our provider. You are our rock. And so we give first. And we trust that the blessings will come. When we give to God, we are saying, God, I am going to be faithful as you are faithful. When we give to God, when we make that commitment, it's our way of giving our life back to him. But the question is, how are we choosing to be faithful? Are we choosing to be faithful with our time, with our money? Or are we settling for giving God our leftovers? Money isn't something that we in the church like to talk about. I've told you before, I don't like talking about it. But money is such a huge part of the conversation that happens in our world. Because all the time we hear about how important it is to earn money and to, to buy these things that money can earn us. And... And we keep hearing this message that we have to have enough. But in reality, it always seems like we can never have enough money. 
Like there's always more for us to earn, always more things for us to get. And, and when you think about it, we can be so good about budgeting our money because we have to have housing, clothing, food, uh, savings, family, fun. We, we budget for all these things. But when we are finished with our budget, where is God on the list? How much have we left for God, if anything at all? How easy is it for us to, to reallocate the money that we say we're going to give for God when something else comes up? How are we choosing to be faithful to God who has commanded that we give back to him, that we give him an offering Are we giving God our best or are we giving God our leftovers? And while money isn't something that we like to talk about, time is something that's even more precious because it's something that we always seem to have so little of. A few weeks ago, I met with my mentor, Reverend Frank Haynes at Christ United, And he looked at me and I felt very convicted when he asked me, how have you budgeted your time like you've budgeted your money? Because when you think about our lives are gifts from God. He is the reason that we are able to live. But... How often do we stop to think about how each day, each hour is a gift from him? How often do we think about how sacred our time is? How important it is for us to look at the time that we have as the potential for it to be holy. How often do we give God our time and say, God, I'm going to be faithful to you by giving you this time, knowing that you are going to do something. Giving our time by coming to worship, by being involved in a small group, by volunteering our time with our children, with our youth, through congregational care giving our time by going and serving in Honduras with the mission team each year or MADCAP or Trinity Mission in Forest? How often do we make the time and say, this time is for me and God or this time is for my family to pray together that this is going to be a holy time, that this is going to be a time that we are faithful back to God. Because our time is something I think that we can so easily lose sight of. So how are we being faithful with the time that we have been given? 
Are we giving God our best or are we just saving saving our leftovers for God a minute here or there? Where are we making time? How are we as individuals and as a church choosing to be faithful to God with our gifts of time and money? This year is all about this journey that we as a church are committed to going on because we do not want to be comfortable. We do not want to ever say that this is all that we can know of God. Because we know that we can always go deeper, that, that God is immense. And that God is always calling us to keep going. We don't want to be comfortable. We want to seek the face of our creator as individuals, and as a church family. And on this journey, we have to be intentional about knowing God by making time to talk to God, to pray to him, to acknowledge him. And we have to make time to dig into his word, to immerse ourselves in God's story so that we make sure that the God who we know is the true God and not just a God of our own making. That is so important for us to make sure that it is the true God we know. And that's why scripture is so important because it reminds us and directs us and guides us. But on this journey, we do not just go alone. We don't only pray alone. We don't only read scripture alone because we journey with this community, with this faith family, as God always intended for us. We walk together. We hold one another up when we are tired, when we are burdened. We challenge one another We carry one another. We serve one another. We pray for one another. We do good for one another. But on this journey, in this community, we have to remember how important it is for us to be present, to be committed, not just to God, but to who God has given us to journey with. This is a holy place. We are a holy people. We cannot take this for granted. We carry each other. We walk together. But on this journey, we also have to look at and and prayerfully reflect on how we are being faithful to God? What types of gifts are we giving to him? Are we being able and are we trusting God with our first and with our best? Are we naming God for who he is and who 
he says he is? Or are we being Cain and settling for the leftovers when we make sure that we have enough for ourselves? How are we being faithful? What types of gifts are we bringing before God? Because we can bring these gifts before God. We can trust God with our first and with our best. Because before we were even born, God was faithful to us. Before the world began, God thought of us and God desired us and God loved us. We can be faithful because God has always been and will always be faithful to us. Because it was for us that God created the world. It was for us that God led the Israelites to freedom from Egypt. It was for us that God came into this world, into the midst of our brokenness and our sin. And God said, I am never running away from you. It was for us who sometimes settle for leftovers, that God came and said, I am going to give you myself. It was for us. Christ died so that we might call him our savior and our redeemer, our Lord. That's why we can be faithful because God has been faithful to us through Christ's death on a cross and through, through his resurrection. Christ died so that we might never know true death. And so we come to this table today and we remember through the breaking of the bread, how Christ broke his body, how his bones were broken as he stood in our place. And we come to this table and in the sharing of the cup, we remember how his blood was poured out so that our sins would be washed away from us. For us, Christ came and said, this is how I'm going to be faithful to you. To give you forgiveness, to give you an eternal home. All we have to do is know the truth of who Christ is, who Jesus was, is, and will always be, our Lord our Savior, our faithful God who waits for us to love him, to serve him, to know him, to be faithful to him. And so it's to this table we come seeking to be a faithful people, 
And we just ask, Lord, that you pour out your spirit upon these gifts of bread and wine and upon us gathered here. May this be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood so that we may be faithful, so that we may be holy and yours. Make us one in ministry with you and with one another until your son returns and we all feast at his heavenly banquet as your sons and your daughters. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, our faithful friend and savior. Amen. As those who are helping to serve come forward, um, we just want to take this time and say that this table is open to everyone. You don't have to be a member of this church or any church to come to God's table. All of us come seeking to know him better, seeking to be fed in the remembrance of his sacrifice and love. All of us come seeking to be made more faithful. And so when you come, you are given a piece of gluten-free bread so that all of us may partake of the same loaf. And then you dip it in the cup of juice, and then you eat it. As you come forward, there are baskets. Um, if you have an offering, if you have an attendance sheet to put them in before you come to take communion. And after you partake, feel free to come and pray at the front or to simply just take this opportunity to rest and remember how faithful God is. And so um, once the servers are set, or, or set, we invite you to come as you feel led, as you feel ready to be nourished by this meal and by who our Savior is faithful and good.